Hello. Welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. This is Matt. I'm Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Matt. How what are do you? We, what do we do? Oh, um, we talk through the do-dos and the don't-dos of personalized learning. So I'm really excited today. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> For one reason. In particular, we have a new setup today. Yes. Which we will actually put on Instagram and maybe even one of our other social media platforms that we neglect. Yeah, dude, the the social media whatever and the webmaster, both of them have been slacking. So if you're looking for a job, we're hiring for interns, <laughs> you will make no money. No, no money. <laughs> there are no rewards. Oh, there are so many rewards. That's what I there's, meant. There's... None of them financial. <laughs> yeah. Let's be more specific. So we're going to try to get better at that. But our new setup today is we have like multiple microphones and a mixer. And some pop screens. And a table. Yeah, that's the biggest one. Yeah, we're not standing up talking into one microphone. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better and we're going to try to get better in the time future. Right, and there is just a glimpse behind the curtain of the magic that is Matt and Courtney. Yeah. If you didn't know that we just stood in front of a computer and... Jabbered. Yeah, jabbered and <laughs> jockeyed for the microphone. That's that's what it was like. It was yeah. Fun. So now we have to actually look at each other when we talk. You, we're sitting across the table from each other, looking at each other while we talk, and this is <laughs> weird. very different. All right. So anyway, yeah. that was it. Let's get back to talking about personalized learning. All right. So personalized learning. So one of the things that that has come up that we want to talk about is about pacing. Pacing is something you hear in personalized learning all the time, right? That kids can work at their own pace. Yeah. That they they can work and they can provide evidence when you need to. And you can be ahead of pace or behind pace or oh, on wait, pace. Wait, here's the phrase. Here's gotcha. the phrase. Ready? Here's the phrase. Teacher pace Ooh. or faster. Oh, yeah. Okay. So That's as you're thinking, phrase. I know you're all thinking, yeah, we've heard, we've heard these before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do they really mean? When it comes down to being in in school systems and in classes. Mm. Yeah, not so good, right? No. Well, so what is – when we think of pace through the lens of personalized learning or even competency-based education, pace still applies there and the the tenet abound. abound. The tenet around pace. The tenet around pace. Um, so applies <laughs> even if it's not learner centered or personalized. It, even if it's just a competency based system, the whole idea that learners move at their own pace still applies. It does. So what is pace as defined in that context and through that lens? Through that lens, it seems to be if you're moving at your own pace through a competency based system or a personalized system. Or a learner-centered system. Yeah. Right? It seems to be more... Are you talking about reality or what we're talking about? No, no, no. Like what the... If you went to someone who was like embodied personalized learning or learner-centered practices and said, what does pace mean? What would they say? Uh, If they're really wanting to do it, kids are learning at their readiness level. Yeah. And they're providing evidence and they're moving forward every day. Yeah. So time is the variable. Right. Not the constant. Right. Yeah. So it, to, to whenever I explain it to my teachers, it ta- we talk about moving forward. They're, they're making progress. They may not be providing evidence every single day, but they're making progress towards providing evidence. Okay. Right? So they're, they're working. Yes. And they're 
doing something that will eventually come out to have evidence towards a particular target on a progression. Okay. Right? Yeah. So And that and yeah. that that makes sense. And everybody nods their heads oh, yeah. and they're like, Okay, yeah. well, yeah, I get that. Right. Oh, it, this is a very difficult one to argue with. Right. And yes. everybody kind of says, Well, that makes sense, right? You're making progress every day. You are where you are. Yeah, you're okay. it's progress at the rate that's appropriate the, the individual rate of learners. So what seems okay. to really happen in schools when we apply this not just in theory but to actual in practice. bodies in front of us. Yeah, the term pace changes. I don't like the sound of this. No. Well, to be perfectly honest with any everyone, we're really talking about a don't do today. And well, yep. we will get into some doo-doos after we thoroughly pick apart the don't do. Sure. <laughs> I just get a vision of Jurassic yeah. Park in my head. Yeah. And we all know that scene. No. <laughs> all right. Okay. okay. So moving on. So when we when we talk about pacing and what actually happens, it seems to turn into uh, completing work and being compliant. Compliance. Right. The teacher wants the want the kids to do stuff. Yes. And if they don't do it when they tell them to, they are now behind pace. Right. Yes, it becomes about tasks and assignments. That doesn't fit with being... what we just talked about, though. No. No. Not if you're really talking about pace. Um, if you're talking about, um, like, soft skills, that's an entirely different conversation. Um that is true. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with pace the way we speak about it from the lens of personalized learning. So is pace seems to be kind of a dirty word because it's misconstrued. I'm not sure if dirty word is the right <laughs> thing to do it. So uh, I it's it's a it's a it's a word that's confusing. It's it's a it's a it's a landmine. Yeah. Of a word. Yeah, and we've talked about language on this podcast all yeah, the time that yeah. need, we need to be more specific and we need to really mean what we say. Right. And have it all be understood the same. And yes. I think pacing is one of those words that everybody kind of has their own definition of. Right. Well, I think so in you were talking to me before we started about excuse me, this um thing that happens in some of the schools in your district. Um, where there's a document that gets called the pace list. Mm -hmm. And um, the way it works, if I'm understanding correctly, is that um, when students or when learners are missing assignments, it, their name goes on the pace list right. as being behind pace. Right. So let's give our learners a minute to think about that in relation to how we just defined pace in terms of learner-centered practices and we'll just hum or something right so the conclusion you came to was what matt <laughs> hey that doesn't fit with what we talked about before no it doesn't it doesn't seem to all. be yeah. about the learning no it seems to be about the doing what i tell you to do yeah the compliance and the finishing tasks. I think it's fairly simple to defend a little bit. I think that's fairly simple to fall into that trap, right? Okay. That I, I can see why it happens. Sure. I, I don't think it's malicious. I don't think it's on purpose. I don't think you necessarily see the negatives. Maybe maybe they just don't see what the pace list should be about and what it was designed for. 
So we talked a little bit about before about what this pace list could be turned into to make it a lot more useful for the things we talked about at the beginning about okay. kids providing evidence. So it's really about the learning of the targets, right? right. Rather yeah. than the completion of the assignments. Yes. Okay. So let's say that I'm a teacher and I'm putting you, Courtney, on the behind pace list hmm. because you're not making progress towards your uh, understands what leadership is target. Your favorite target, I know. It is my favorite target. So you're not making progress on that at all, which yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't done any of my assignments. Maybe you've done my assignments, just there's no evidence there that you're learning what leadership is. I was going to say, I turned all my assignments in. Right. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're on pace because it doesn't mean anything about the learning. I may have just completed those assignments that morning just to get it done so I can stay on pace in mm. the old system, but I haven't made any progress towards learning. Yeah, I, I totally did that. And we, well, I think we all did. <laughs> <laughs> As I was saying that, I flashed back to, to my schooling. It was like, oh, I did that pretty much every day. I did that, yeah. So if it was about the learning and you're not making progress on the learning, that's, that's when you could go on the pace. Yeah, because okay. now you can have the conversation with the learner, possibly with their parents if, if you needed to go that far. But at least it's just discussion to have about the learning rather than you didn't do my chapter assignment, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter if I did it well or not. I just did it. Okay. All right. I'm with you so far. I actually okay. like thinking of the document more in that terms. Okay. It still makes me feel like the document shouldn't exist, though, because here's my response, right? My question is, okay. well, who says that I'm ready to learn that? Is that where the mic drops right there? I, I think it might be, right? Because if like, but that's, you're still telling me that that's where I'm supposed to be, the pace I'm supposed to be at. Right. What if that's not my pace? So it's more, you're saying that that is now a teacher pace document. Yes. And not a learner pacing document. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying, that, that it's still the rate, the expected rate of learning is still being put on me rather than from me. Okay. All right, so I understand that part, right? That the learner, we, if we talk about learner pace or learner readiness level mm -hmm. and making progress towards that. Yeah. Okay, I think that that's fairly understandable, right? That's That makes sense to me. I get that. What if, here, I'll come back with this one. So what if I am making progress mm -hmm. at my own readiness level, obviously, because I can't really make progress any other way, but I'm making it really slow. But I'm learning, but I'm falling behind my peers. Behind is in quotation marks Yeah, air there. quotes. Okay. Um, so that's a concern of mine. You, you the learner? Me, the teacher. You, the teacher. Okay, thanks for clarifying. The learner, I think, is like they are where they are, and they're yeah. making progress. So how can you say they're not making progress quick enough? Right. But, but as a teacher, that concerns me a little uh, as an aside here, when I was talking to some of my elementary teachers last week, they were saying, I, I, I worry about graduation targets a little bit because sure. of that. Yeah. And these are elementary teachers. The gross graduation targets are, are you know, way down the progression. But if they're falling too far behind in elementary school, they're never going to catch up. Well, okay. So that's true. Very right? valid that, concern. Yeah, that is valid. Okay. But let's shrink back down a minute. Like, if this is just to, like, this one pretend Courtney learner that we're talking about who's slightly behind on one target, <clears throat> how do we know that that's worth being labeled as off-pace or not? 
I guess. And how much does it matter? Like, when does it matter? That's what I was going to ask you. When when, does it go from slightly behind pace to concernedly behind pace? Yeah. So where now I'm concerned for you um, because you're not making your writing targets quick enough to be on pace to graduate, even if you're like a third or fourth grader. But who's pace? Yeah, I, I understand. But there's there's got to be some, some benchmarks, right? <laughs> so if I'm reading a level sure. C, for instance, yep. and I'm in fifth grade, that's where I've worked huge really issue. hard to. Yeah. But that's a huge, that's issue, a huge issue, right? Yes, that is a huge issue. Okay, but that's where the learner has been making progress towards level C, and that's where they are. Right. So how do those things go together? Well, to be... Who, who, okay, like, I, mean, now, I don't know if this is a flip answer or not, but that learner's probably got an IEP. And then in, in that case, the IEP sure. trumps the learning progressions. Okay. So when you get right to it, when does that IEP happen? When does it kick in? When does it kick in? And that's that's the, the part that I don't really have an answer for is yeah. when do you know that you're too far behind pace or too far behind in your readiness level compared to your peers? And I don't want to compare to peers. If you're slightly behind base, like we talked about before, about your your leadership target that you just can't make progress on, right? You're not necessarily behind pace until you are behind pace. Well, you know, yes. And either way, when does it flip? There? Let's stop using the word pace and okay. see how it changes this conversation. Okay. So good either one. way, um, it. I don't know that it's okay to then twist a learner's rate of learning into a compliance issue. Okay. Which is what happens with things like the PACE document. Okay. Right? Talk to me a little bit more about that Okay, one. so if, if, if there's a learner who is progressing slowly – but progressing. But progressing and yep. making clear it's clear that they are making gains and slowly, you know, moving from two point fives to fives, which would be like foundational skills to meeting and yep. like they are progressing, albeit slower mm-hmm. than many of their peers. Yep. It's still unfair and demoralizing to put that learner on a behind pace list. Agreed. Totally agree on that one. Especially if, like, it, because it sounds like the history of this list and, and many lists like these are compliance and punitive in nature. Yes. It's supposed to be, right, it's the, it's the stick, not the carrot. It's supposed to be right. um, you're not doing what you're supposed to be, so now we're going to punish you yep. in hopes of motivating you. Yes. Yes. Totally agree with that right. one. So that's – so, yeah. So, yeah. When, when – when rate when a learner is learning at a slower rate and still progressing, there is no excuse for it becoming a punitive or a compliance issue. I would totally agree with that one. Yeah. So when do they go seriously behind that it's concerning? Right? When is the yeah. when is the rate slow enough that they need something different? They they need an IEP or they need um, some special education, as, as it were. When when does that actually kick in? Um, when does it get concerning? And how do those two different things tie in to the entire school population 
when we talk about pacing, mm. right? When we talk about special education, they there's clearly ways that um, I'm speaking from total just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that there are benchmarks that they're compared to. Yes. And if they're not there, they 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 get some extra help. Yes. Basically, right? When it, when it right. comes right yeah. down to that. But even there, it's not punitive. It's No, it's like, I need help with this I one. I need help with this, yes. As opposed to, Courtney, you're you're not making it. So you're on the behind pace list now. You have to stay after school. Right. And, you right. know, it's basically, I'm giving you detention because you're not learning quick enough. Exactly. And that happens way too often. Yeah. Just so we can continue to move ahead with the rest of our classes. Right. And I think those are the differences we try to apply one thing to everybody and that just doesn't work in a personalized system because we're personalized, right? We have to look at every single kid and determine whether they are making progress or not. Right. And if they're making progress, that's their readiness level. So we, you know, we talk about what behind pace on pace, ahead of pace and the teachers were really pushing back at me. It's like, how can you be any of those things if you're working at your readiness level? Right. Thank you, you, you can't. for saying exactly. that. Exactly. That's it right there. So, but we have to treat every kid that way, which we get in our heads. But when you've got 25 of them in front of you. You need some supports to make that happen. Yeah. So it's, it's a different, it's a different situation, but, but they're, they're being conflated, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think they are 100%. So, and, and I think that's, that's one of the frustrations of it for our learners, for our teachers, for our parents, right? For everybody, as we're trying to to squish all these things into one system. One system, yeah. I, you know, what else I think is happening? Um, I think that uh, looking, at, you know, the motivation piece that people are feeling like the learners in front of them aren't motivated, and so what happens a lot of times in learner centered systems or systems that go to learner centeredness or go to competency they just kind of throw everything on the learners like it's up to you now and don't pay enough attention to the flip side of how engaging are we making the learning and how are we making the environment so that our learners can and want to engage motivation doesn't happen just because you tell someone they need to be motivated I was trying to think of a good joke there, and I don't have one. So, <laughs> no joke. So we have talked about a lot of different ways to engage, and we will in the f- on a future podcast. But if you go back in, in some of our feeds here, we talk about uh, questioning techniques, mm-hmm. uh, QFT. We had a big uh, podcast about QFT yeah. and how that uh, we try to ask learners what they're engaged in around specific targets. Right. And that is one of the keys is that it's about the learning. So let's ask them about those type of things. Right. Then they're engaged in what – they want to know about those yeah. targets, which could be different for you than for me, and that's okay because we're learning the same target. Mm. Okay, I think I think we do a pretty good job as teachers in general about knowing those theories, and mm-hmm. they all make sense. But when it comes into practice, we kind of fall down a little bit. Absolutely, and we need some supports on, on how to do that. And a lot of it is, is uh, talking about the right language and talking about the, the right ways to engage kids. And then actually doing that. And then and actually doing that. it and trying and And don't be afraid to do things. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about those those doo doos. More doo doos. Uh, well, coming right up. So I would say in yeah. the next uh, four or five months. Four or five months. Oh, oh, in the next four or five months. I was like, where Not are we going? In four or five months. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yes. And I think super I know we've already talked twenty minutes, we could probably talk for a whole hour about this. But yeah. I think also, you know, benchmarks came up. Like those are yep. out there. 
um, developmental benchmarks for different skills and things and use them by all means. And remember that that is still a statistical average usually. So there are some issues with that. It's fine to use it as a guide. It is not the end-all be-all measurement for every learner in front of you. They're guides. They're rough estimates. They are approximations. They're not, you need to be here by here. Right. Um, Yeah, you use use the benchmark with classroom data, with your observational data to make a decision about um, if it's time to be concerned about the rate of a learner's learning. And one, I guess, one thing that that just came up is, as you were saying that, if I'm a, if I'm a classroom teacher, especially an elementary teacher, to make this easier, I guess, if you're a third grade teacher, for instance, you probably have kids that were born anywhere from September, right, to August of the next year. You have kids a full year apart. Yeah. So just because they're in the same grade, how can they possibly be developmentally appropriate when they could be a year or more. Almost a year, yeah. It's so true. It's it's totally different like that. So how yeah. how can you hold them to the same thing when their age is so far apart? Yeah, you know, it's just find out where they are. Right. Just find out where they are. So that use them as rough estimates. I'm glad you brought that up at the end. Yeah, it's important. All right, so we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah, we um, went a long time today. We did. It was a it's, good one. You know what it is? I think it's a new microphone. It's so the new setup. <laughs> it really is. We're such better podcasters now. <laughs> we look professional. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We'll have to get a professional picture out there for you all. Yes, we will. We're, we're going to call this podcast the professional podcast about problems with pacing. <laughs> you just like using those pop screens. <laughs> 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 All right. So as always, follow us on Twitter. We're at PLearnMC. We're on Facebook at PLearnMC. The we're website is PLearnMC.com. In <laughs> uh, Insta at uh, PLearnMC. So just go all over the place and find us. And again, share it with one of your colleagues. That's right. Third week in a row. Share it with someone new. Yeah, someone new. This was a good one, I think. Yeah. All right. We'll talk next time.